Call the Veritas Radio Network's Crusade Channel now. It's as close to a free lunch as you can get. Grab a brew. Don't cost nothing. Call 844-5-CRUSADE. When you want to talk, the bar's always open. And a truth-vending bartender in on the Crusade Channel. Mike Church Show banned songs that were banned from airplay on uh, Sirius XM by former producer Andrew Bruce. <laughs> I got a whole folder of them. That is 2007's Work Like a Mexican. That is on the anthology collection that you can find at MikeChurch.com and the Founders Trading Post and download it today. One man to overthrow 
Crusade Church show here on the Crusade Channel, part of the Veritas Radio Network, radio the way it should be, here on a Monday at 8445-CRUSADE. I'm still smarty. I still cannot get over. Now, here's the way the Brad Berzer effect, I, I've, I've been meaning to mention this, that the Berzer effect is in effect. Those of you that were listening to the old station in the old country, you know what the Berzer effect is. Mitter Church, what the Berzer effect? The Berzer effect is what happens when um, profoundly Christian Orthodox things are said or historical things are said on this program. And the brain matter uh, listeners become so agitated and the truth begins to sink in that I have no, no human contact with people for days upon days upon days without end. And the Berzer effect, I believe, is in effect today, um, although work like a Mexican may jar people, may uh, snap people out of it, like uh, being counted to three after a hypnotist has hypnotized you. Uh, now, I have other stories that I'd like to get to here today and other uh, topics that I, that I wish to discuss. Well, why don't we go back and, uh, and, and, and recap the first hour and a half of today's program, which is the stunning, stunning developments real-life, real-world developments of the last 30 days. We don't have to go back that far. You know, we can go back to January the 1st of this year. Just this year, the year that is 2016, the stunning developments that have occurred. Who would have said in January of 2016 that we would be in July, in the middle of the July, and we would be talking about the Republican nominee, Donald Trump? Uh, other than me, because I said, um, <clears throat> who would have thought, and, and this is just one of the stunning developments, but I'm going to get to the real stunning developments are this. The chickens, the proverbial chickens have come home to roost. And those chickens were bred by and bred for the purpose of, as we just talked, we talked to Greg Carpenter a little bit about this. They were bred for the purpose of a lack of solidarity and a lack of uh, uh, an, an elimination of solidarity and the concept of solidarity and an elimination of subsidiarity. This is why federalism has waned so much. This is why uh, little r republicanism has waned so much and why there is a resurgent nationalism, and that's what you're seeing in the person of, or in the candidacy and the popularity of Donald Trump. It is a resurgence of nationalism, and it's not a good kind of nationalism. Uh, and as we talked about last week and in the last couple of weeks here on the program, the decline of white Christian Amer America is on parade and on display for all to see. I was going to give you one headline to prove this, although there are many. How about this one from uh, MikeChurch.com? <clears throat> Christians, the gay, lesbian bishop jokes on you. Here's what I wrote in part. 
You know, let's just make this part of today's church doctrine, shall we? And the church doctrine video is available every day. You know, the church doctrine video should immediately be preceded by, not work like a Mexican, but the <laughs> the warning siren. Warning, warning! Um, uh, so that, uh, just in case, we have those that are going to be caught unsuspecting that orthodoxy may be coming your way. We don't want that to happen now, do we? Warning, warning, Catholic doctrine approaching. Proceed immediately to a truth-resistant shelter. This is not a drill. Warning, warning, Catholic doctrine approaching. Proceed immediately to a truth-resistant shelter. This is not a drill. It's not, it's not a drill. At the, here, here's what I wrote in part. I'll get to the headline in a second. At the dawn of the Protestant Reformation in England, St. Thomas More said of Henry VIII, quote, if my head, if my head should go, if my head should win him a castle in France, he told his son-in-law Roper, it should not fail to go, close quote. More did not know at the time that his Reverent devotion to the Catholic magisterial teaching on the sacrament of marriage would cost him his head, and with its loss, set in motion 500 years of decline in moral orthodoxy and ascendant heresy. That decline has now resulted in the tragicomedy that Protestantism has now become in certain sects, especially if we look at Western Methodist Church who has just elected, or the Western Methodist Church, has just, this has to be, because it's got to be a joke. It has to be. Has just elected its first openly lesbian female bishop. The Reverend Catherine, or Karen, Oliveto. Now wait, it just gets worse from here, folks. And by the way, this is all at MikeChurch.com in written form if you'd like to check it out. From the pulpit, Oliveto told her congregation, I'm going to quote here, quote, I think at this moment I have a glimpse of the realm of God. <laughs> Again, this is either a joke and a really bad one or one of the most public and one of the most diabolical and public cases of apostasy or heresy ever recorded. As a matter of fact, I might even go out on a limb and say the people that want to have the satanic mass in Arizona may actually be more reverent than the Reverend Oliveto. I think at this moment I have a glimpse of the realm of God. I want to thank the candidates who I have journeyed with these past few days for the grace with which we walked with each other. And no, I stand before you because of the work and prayers of so many, especially those saints who yearned to live for this day, who blazed a trail where there was none, who are no longer with us, and yet whose shoulders I stand on. Close quote. I'll put the challenge out that I put to Reverend Oliveto. Name one. Name one canonized saint whose shoulders you, madam, apostate, public, lesbian, heretic, stand upon. Name one. Just one. I don't need a whole litany of just one. One. You're not going to find it. Now, as if the story isn't shocking enough that the Methodists 
And now the Western Anglican Canadian Church are now ordaining women as priests, are now condoning and performing same-sex marriage ceremonies, um, as if that's not bad enough. We also have the specter now of being lectured by these bishops or these prelates on what orthodoxy is. She claims that she's seen the realm of God. Where? Only maybe in natural creation and the fact that there is the hope that you will convert to the one true faith, come home, and stop your public apostasy. Souls are at stake here, folks. This stuff matters. Now, I wanted to put a point on this. So I I, I always try and go at... To get first-degree sources uh, to comment on these things. Now, how are we supposed to treat somebody? You're being mighty hard on the reverend there, um, and I'm uh, that I shouldn't be saying publicly apostate, heretic, etc., etc., etc. I think when it's self-apparent, when it's self-evident. If you know, what do you take to be heresy? Well, someone knows what the doctrine is, what the moral doctrine is, and then publicly denies it. And then especially when you live it out. <laughs> I'd say that's a pretty open and closed, uh, open and shut case of heresy. But I want to get to the, to, to the other part against this uh, or that, that we need to talk about here. What the reverend is really doing here is what, what, what is called a sin against charity. And uh, the sin against charity that she is perpetrating here, this is a grave one. You are instructing people that it is okay to live and act in a manner that is mortally sinful if they choose to do so. They use their free will and they act upon it and they actually do so. You're placing there, so what if they're one of those police officers that we're talking about? What if they're one of those people that's killed in one of those nightclubs? in a nightclub like the ones in Orlando. If any of those followed any of this and made it actionable, that is a remote occasion. That is a contribution. It's a sin against charity. You're contributing to their licentiousness. Folks, there's nothing funny about this, and there's certainly nothing sacred about it. So I won't uh, bore you with what the teaching on homosexuality is, but I will bore you uh, with the, the the writings of um, Pope Paul VI and how someone uh, that is living a life of public homosexuality or whether or not they can be in a leadership position, in, uh, in a clerical leadership position. So here's a... Here's what you'll find in my piece at the um, uh, at, at MikeChurch.com. Quote, in the pastoral field, these homosexuals must certainly be treated with understanding and sustained in the hope of overcoming their personal difficulties and their inability to fit into society. Their culpability will be judged with prudence. Note the words here, prudence. But no pastoral method can be employed which would give moral justification to these acts on the grounds that they would be consonant with the condition of such people. For according to the objective moral order, homosexual relations are acts which lack an an essential and indispensable finality. In sacred scripture, they are condemned. 
as a serious depravity and even presented as the sad consequence of rejecting God. This judgment of Scripture does not, of course, permit us to conclude that all those who suffer from this anomaly are personally responsible for it, but it does attest to the fact that homosexual acts are intrinsically disordered and can in no case be approved of, close quote. Now, if you think that's heavy-handed, let's go back to the 12th century in the ages of faith. St. Peter Damien, letter number 31, to blessed Pope Pius X, or I'm sorry, uh, Pope Leo X. The, the future saint was dealing with what was one of the greatest outbreaks of sacrilege and blasphemy inside the, uh, the, the, the church's history. And there was an epidemic of men, in, uh, men and women in religious orders engaging in homosexual acts and acts with children. Yeah, it did, before the 1970s, it happened before. Again, they are following, well, there goes your church there, huh? smart boy, Catholic boy. No, it just proves that they are in need of God's grace, if probably more than you and I, because of the field, because of the occupation or the vocation that they've chosen. And it proves that man's free will can always lead him to evil, regardless of his station and his position in life. Let it be cautionary and not nanya nanya boo boo cautionary. How about that? St. Damien, under the subheading in letter number 31 to Pope Leo, which has become the book of Sodom and Gomorrah, I think you can get it at Amazon.com, that those who are addicted to impure practices should be neither promoted to orders nor, if already ordained, be allowed to continue. So the conversation we should be having about the Reverend Oliveira that the Methodists should be having, if they have any, any devotion, if there's any attachment left to the Christianity that came out of the words and the teachings of our Lord himself and was practiced for 1,500 years, uninterrupted by the antecedents of the same Methodists. That moral code, the day before Luther nailed that letter to the door, that moral code was known, was adhered to, ascribed, memorized by, revered every Christian on earth. <clears throat> I keep waiting for my buddy who's uh, Eastern Orthodox to uh, throw a monkey wrench in it. You don't know what you're talking about because the EO. <laughs> so I can't speak to the Orthodox because I don't know, but uh, I believe that that statement is, is correct in 1517. Here's what St. Damien wrote, or St. Peter Damien, wrote about the dangers of, of homosexuals being involved in any, in any level of order. doesn't matter what level it is. Quote, On the other hand, it seems to me to be utterly preposterous for those who are habituated to the filth of this festering disease to dare present themselves for orders or to remain in them if already ordained. In other words, Christian conscience, if you're in this state of sin, you should recuse yourself. You should drop out. You can't remain in. It is clearly contrary to reason and opposed to the canonical decrees of the fathers. I state this not to render a definitive opinion in your august presence, he's, he's writing this Pope Leo X, but only to make my own position clear. It is not without cause that this shameful deed 
is considered to be the worst of crimes, seeing that Almighty God is already read to have detested it. Even when he had not yet curbed other vices, he already kept condemning this one with the precepts under the law, under the pain of the strictest penalty, passing over the fact that with sulfurous fire from heaven, he destroyed the two eminent cities of Sodom and Gomorrah and all the surrounding countryside. Now, I link to the entire letter 31 if you want to read it, but I think we can conclude this by saying that the ordination of a lesbian, a openly uncloseted homosexual to the Western Methodist Church as a bishop, this is a position that's not fitting for a lay person. This is a statement that she is making publicly that's not even fitting for the laity. And it isn't that the root and the heart of the problem. We have a moral code. We have a moral t- uh, t- uh, teaching and tradition. We know what it is. It's written. You can find it. It's not hiding. It's easy to understand. And it produces good fruit. And yet, in the face of what I just instructed you about the Bishop Oliveto, where is the rebuke? Where is the outrage? Where is the fraternal correction? Heaven forfend that it not that it's not occurring. That prelates of all orders must be sending the Reverend or Bishop Oliveto's way. If you want to know why America has the problems that we have today, why 53% of all live births are now are, are children that are now born uh, to unwed mothers, if you want to know why almost a million abortions, and that's just the ones that we know of that are officially counted, are performed in this country, not a third world backwater hamlet, this country every year, look no further to the public acts of shame that are being perpetrated and are being executed by and are being celebrated by those who call themselves Christians. They brought it on themselves. Folks, time has come. Some of these people, God, uh, forgive them, have mercy on them. But some of these just cannot be called Christians any longer. And to do so is to place their soul into grave, grave jeopardy. That's not an act of charity. That's a sin against charity. Let that stand for the record of today's church doctrine. Here on the Crusade Channel at 844-527-8723, this story is just, I, I read this story and I'm going like, I don't believe I'm reading this. I don't believe I'm reading this. I can't be the only person, you know, and part of the rest of the disease, and we know that we're disease-addled, is that people aren't shocked by this. If anything, they expect it. They're going like, oh, Mitter Church, please, Mitter Church, please. Nobody cares about any of this anymore. We got cops, and Trump needs to be elected, and you need to ban Hillary. Yes, exactly and precisely what I thought you might say to the story of the Bishop Oliveto. 
Website at MikeChurch.com. Our website at VeritasRadioNetwork.com. If you like what you just heard, if you like what you've been hearing all day here on the Crusade Channel, we had a great weekend of new members signing up. I'm going to tell you the uh, the names of some brand new members that uh, we can refer to today and uh, thank them for their memberships. But if you like what you've heard here today, it is easy to become a Founders Pass member for as little as 23 cents per day. You can join by the month or by the year to the Founders Pass and gain download, instant uh, uh, streaming and download access, uh, access to this show and all the other shows on the Crusade Channel, including, as we t- talked about earlier today, the latest episode of Reverse Deception with Greg Carpenter, which will debut at noon central right here on the Crusade Channel. To sign up today and get a free copy of my book, or the book that I edited, Father uh, Pido- uh, Gaetano Maria de Bergamo, de Bergamo's Humility of Heart, the best book ever written on the subject of humility and how to acquire it and how to practice it and how to keep it. Get a copy of Humility of Heart for free. Don't cost nothing. Simply by becoming a Founders Pass yearly member today. I'll even sign it and date it for you. Don't cost nothing. Go to VeritasRadioNetwork.com. That's VeritasRadioNetwork.com forward slash join and sign up today. Also, if you become a founding father or a founding uh, crusader level member, you're going to earn a brand new handmade in the United States McClureBlock.com, our sponsor, McClureBlock.com, kitchen cutting board. These boards are beautiful. They're handmade by real Ameri- with real American hardwoods by real American labor in Michigan at McClureBlock.com and McClureTables.com. Talk about a great value or make a $500 donation and we'll send you the cutting board for free. To sign up and become a Founders Pass member today, go to VeritasRadioNetwork.com forward slash join or call 866-483-3833. Veritas Radio Network, radio the way it should be. And we'd like to thank new members, Marilyn uh, Furtado, John Klenick, Levi Lentz, Keith Jenks, Todd Shadon, and Kevin Burton for becoming Founders Fans members over the weekend. Thanks, guys and gals. Appreciate you and your membership. All right. Our final segment is next. It's the Mike Church Show here on the Crusade Channel, part of the Veritas Radio Network, radio the way it should be.